Good evening. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, St. Mary of the Mount Church, as we celebrate the seventh Sunday in Easter. Assisting us today as our lector is Joanne Paradise, our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf, and I am your organist and vocalist, Amanda Bruce. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. Welcome, everyone. Seventh Sunday, continuing our Easter celebration, knowing that the risen one is present among us, alive, and the Spirit of God continues God's presence, God's grace, deepening us in God's love. Uh, I can see that uh, before we even began Mass that many of you got the memo, right? Um, so uh, many of us are masked. It's good to see faces again. Uh, wearing a mask, though, that doesn't upset me in any way either, so not seeing your face. And so, of course, we're going to be going through this time of transition, kind of a between time. Uh, and so um, during this time as well, we are supposed to be designated one area of the church, that will be continued social distancing uh, after uh, May 31st. Um, we will be doing that as well as that area will be designated for those who want to sit around those who have masks. But we just got this memo on Friday late afternoon. So we're, we're sorry. <laughs> it, will be, it will be adjusted a little bit come next weekend. As we gather, we trust that, again, that grace of mercy continues to be with us alive, drawing us deeper into relationship and communion. As we begin, we ask God's grace, God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you have called us as your disciples. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you fill us with your love. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you send us forth in your love and relationship. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. 
to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Graciously hear our supplications, O Lord, that we who believe that the Savior of the human race is with you in glory may experience, as he promised until the end of the world, his abiding presence among us, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter stood up in the midst of the brothers. There was a group of about 120 persons in the one place. He said, my brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who was the guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was numbered among us and was allotted a share in this ministry. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may another take his office. Therefore, it is necessary that one of the men who accompanied, accompanied us the whole time the Lord Jesus came and went among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day on which he was taken up from us, become with us a witness to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Judas called Barsabbas, who was known as Justice, and Matthias. And then they prayed, you, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry, from which Judas turned away to go to his own place. Then they gave lots to them, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was counted with the 11 apostles. 
the word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty in strength who do his bidding. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, if God so loved us, we must love one another. No one has ever seen God, yet if we love one another, God remains in us and his love is brought to perfection in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us, that he has given us his spirit. Moreover, we have seen and testify that the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God God remains in him and he in God. We have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. God is love. And whoever remains in love remains in God and God in him. The word of the Lord.
I will come back to you and your hearts will rejoice. The Lord be with you. This is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God is love, and who remains in love remains in God, in God, in him, or her, or them. I decided this weekend that since this is First Communion weekend for a number of our second graders happening tomorrow at 11.30, I'd share a piece of my communion homily with everybody, right? For many reasons, but one of the reasons is because for the last couple of weekends and the prayer that we heard in today's gospel as Jesus turns to the Father, praying for his disciples at that time and disciples of all times and us as we gather here, is that's all taken from a section uh, that's called the Last Supper Discourse in John's gospel. And so that's been the, the vine and the branches, it's been remaining in my love. It's now been this prayer uh, where Jesus prays for us for oneness, for truth, for consecration, uh, sending us forth. Um, so this section we've been hearing from, from John's gospel, is considered part of the Eucharistic teaching, sharing, 
uh, actually showing as he washes the feet of the disciples in John's gospel, as well as his final uh, words uh, of, of encouragement and, and connection with his followers then and now. And so just a piece of the First Communion homily I'll be offering tomorrow. I want to share with you a story that a priest shared in one of the best First Communion homilies I think I have ever heard. It was for my niece's First Communion. It was about two years ago, and it was in Ohio. The priest told a story about how when he was growing up, he and his uh, other five siblings loved when their mom baked blueberry muffins. And so one day, as they were all coming home from school, their mom had baked blueberry muffins and they were delighted. They all sat down and had a blueberry muffin and their mother said to them, there is one left for everyone. We're going to save those for breakfast tomorrow morning before you go to school. So this priest goes to bed and all he can dream about is blueberry muffins. So he wakes up first and sneaks downstairs and eats not only his muffin, but also one more. <laughs> so as you might imagine, when his other siblings woke and came down to breakfast, they were pretty upset, right? And so that evening after school, when they all gathered for supper as a family, as they did several times a week, the mother, sent this priest as a young boy at that time to his room with supper to eat by himself. And his mother told him, I want you to think about what you have done, and I want you to think about what you have learned, and tomorrow morning when you come down for breakfast, you need to apologize to your sisters and brothers, and you need to share with us what you had learned. So as he sat in his own room that night, eating by himself as he heard the rest of the family downstairs, he said something dawned on him. And so the next morning after he had apologized to all of his siblings and to his mother, he said, what I learned is that food is good sometimes by itself. But that's not what's most important. What makes food really good is who you eat it with. And it was really hard not to be eating with you as a family. That is a lesson about food, for sure, and is also a lesson truly about what it means to be a people that gather for the Eucharist every weekend or as often as we can. Because it's not just about what we're eating or gathering around food, it's who we're with that is important. And of course, the who that we're with is Christ Jesus, our God, our Trinitarian God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who gives himself to us in Christ Jesus, body and blood, as well as the body of Christ, here, present now, one another. That's the who that we eat with as we gather for this banquet, this sacrifice. 
Again, as we've been going through John's Gospel, hearing these last lessons, hearing, of course, about uh, being uh, connected to God, the vine, the branches, hearing, although we didn't hear actually this week, or this uh, last couple of weeks, but the section of, of John's Gospel also, of course, talks about the Advocate and how the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will be with us so that we can always remain connected and inspired and learn and adapt to each time and situation. We heard last week, of course, about remaining in God and in God's love. And of course, today we hear the beautiful prayer at that Last Supper discourse where Jesus actually invites us into this amazing, intimate prayer relationship with God the Father and prays for us, his body, here and now, and in all times and places. And it's really powerful. It's like Jesus, as he's teaching his apostles and, and talking with them and trying to give them those last instructions, probably knowing, and actually right after this, he gets arrested, and we know what happens after that. He's giving them those last instructions. He enters into prayer with the Father in the presence of his disciples. And he says, Holy Father. And so as he's praying to the Father and talking about and prays that we would be one and pray that we be protected and prays that we would be consecrated in life and in holiness and in truth. As he's doing that, he's actually talking to the Father with the, the disciples, the apostles present. It's like he's sharing in this beautiful, intimate, loving prayer relationship in their very presence and inviting them and you and I into it. Just a couple of insights about that gospel. First of all, pray that they may be one, he says. But he goes on to say what that means, of course, is not just the struggle and the work of what it means to try to be one and unified in the midst of diversity of time, place, people, cultures, gifts, etc. But he says that they may be one as we are one. You, Father, and me, and I, and you. That they may be one in us. And so, when he talks about oneness, he's talking about oneness in relationship. Another insight. At the end of the gospel, he uses a phrase and talks about consecrating us, his followers, consecrating us in truth. And it's interesting, just an understanding, a little bit of a deeper understanding of the biblical context of consecration, making sacred or holy, and in truth from biblical and from the original text, the Greek text. The biblical understanding of both of those is deeply seated in relationship. And so consecration, as he's praying that we be consecrated, what that means or what that's translated with being made sacred or holy, that means it's translated as being set apart, if you will, but not set apart as in like better than or, or, or to look at the others and so ha ha ha. You know, it's really about creating a space or a zone, <laughs> being in the zone, if you will, that creates opportunity for growth and relationship. That's what consecration and sacred and holy means in the biblical context. It's deeply relational. 
truth in an understanding of the biblical context as well as the Greek word that is translated here means actually to be unveiled, right? Or to be without cover, if you will. That's the understanding. And so there's this sense of vulnerability and there's this sense of that when truth is spoken, it's held in an unveiled, honest, authentic way that absolutely speak to the reality of relationship. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> right? All of this, that what we do, communion, unity, one, connectedness to the vine and in God's love, being consecrated, set apart in a zone, a place of encounter, truth, where, where we're unmasked, unveiled, persona is gone, we can be who we are, has to do with relationship. And so you and I can only be one and in communion and celebrate that if we're part of that loving union relationship with God and in the body of Christ, here in celebration, in banquet, and in sacrifice, and in the body of Christ, the beauty and the challenge of being with one another in community. Because it's about who we're eating with, within and in our God and with one another. Because God is love, and those who remain in love remain in God, in God in them, in us. Knowing the love that God has for us and for all, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For the lonely, the alienated, and the orphaned, that they will receive consolation from the closeness of the Lord, we pray, hear us, O Lord. For our children receiving their first Holy Communion this weekend, that the gift of the Holy Eucharist will draw them into an unending friendship with the Lord, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. That the members of this Eucharistic community may be graced with increased awareness of the Lord working in their lives, we pray. And we go forth that the dignity of all women everywhere may be recognized and upheld, we pray. For those who have died in our parish community, especially James Creaston, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. And we remember today Lucy Di Fiore and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Amen. 
and together we pray our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community united in the spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. As we move towards the celebration and the participation of communion, as Christ prayed to the Father, at the Savior's command informed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He said to your apostles and to us, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sin, but on the faith of your church. Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We share with each other a sign of Christ's peace. For those who are joining us on the podcast and any recordings of this Mass, we pray an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Just a couple of parish announcements. Please see today's bulletin regarding this year's annual parish share appeal. Uh, don't forget that tomorrow is the last Music on the Mount series, A Taste of Duquesne, featuring three ensembles from Duquesne University, Mary Poppert School of Music. Uh, as with all concerts this year, it is a virtual only event. You can uh, find it at 3 p.m. on our YouTube or on our parish website. And lastly, just again to reiterate, um, so we're trying to be clear and say this over and over again, um, the announcement after this week from the CDC that fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear masks, uh, this again effective immediately means here in the Diocese of Pittsburgh and at all masses and gatherings on parish property, those who are fully vaccinated do not need to wear a mask. We will continue to accommodate those who are not fully vaccinated and those who feel more comfortable seated around those wearing a mask in a section of the church. That will be designated when you come in next week. 
Also, uh, following the state um, and local guidelines, churches in the Diocese of Pittsburgh will open to full capacity, eliminating the social distancing or physical distancing uh, starting May 31st, uh, Memorial Day. Again, a section of each church will be maintained for both physical distancing as well as mask wearing for those who need or prefer. Together, let us stand and let us pray. Hear us, O God, our Savior. Grant us confidence that through these sacred mysteries there will be accomplished in the body of the whole church what has already come to pass in Christ her head for he lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you. Lord, who at thy first Eucharist did pray that all your church might be Try.